Hello and namaste guys. I am Dr. Anushruti and I am here with an esteemed guest today. He is a physical therapist who believes in supporting physios through humorous and educational content. He is none other than Jan Chang aka the flexing physio who's joining live straight from Melbourne. Hi Dan, how are you? Hi, hello. How are you? It's um such an honor to be asked to be on on your podcast. I've listened to your your episodes and I really love what you stand for and all the guests you've had on there. I feel I feel yeah, I feel very esteemed to be on your show. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you so much. Well, you have told me and we have got to know that you are working really hard to make all the physical therapy students specifically have a great life is this right yes that's that's correct cuz um i i'm actually still quite young in the whole physio world so i only graduated 3 years ago um so i'm based here in melbourne and i graduated from university of newcastle which is in new south wales australia a uh, beautiful city if you guys haven't been before lots of beautiful beaches um i'd say best in the world so definitely go check it out if you can um so as i said i'm i'm still relatively young in the physio profession and i just found when i left university and started working in private practice there was so much that university couldn't teach me so i don't want to say university did a bad job they did a fantastic job setting me up but the actual what work life is actually like it was completely different so i just want to help i guess spread awareness um and help as many students and new graduates as i can through my my content i try to be as realistic and as you said i try to have a humorous uh twist to everything that i yeah. do um cuz i think humor is it's a great way to connect with people so that's what i do kudos to you that's such a nice way you know of exploring your own career and helping others with Thank this you. my first question to you is what is one of the biggest mistakes that you have done and you got the biggest lessons of your career when you were in your medical school that you would like to give to all other students who are in medical school right now yeah that's a good question uh mistakes i've i've made so many mistakes and um that's part of what i love doing is to is to share my my journey as a physiotherapist here in australia to share my journey with anyone who uh, would like to listen um not so that people can't make make not so that people who listen to my stuff can't make mistakes because i think it's so important to make mistakes learn from them and then become a better clinician so for me personally when i first started working uh especially when i get the patient into the room so all my experience have mainly been in private practice so you go to the waiting room um you go and collect your patient whoever that may be let's just say bob um bob is a very um popular name here in australia so you go to the waiting room you collect bob you get them into your room and what i'd do is just i'd go straight into asking them questions like you know so what brings you in to see me where does it hurt uh how, out of 10 how much does it hurt all those questions that university uh taught you to to ask in the subject of history i would just list them off bang 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 and i felt after a few months of working i was like you know this isn't the best approach to doing a subjective yeah. interview um what i found through that mistake was 
instead of going straight into the questions of, all right, Bob, so what brought you in to see me? Sometimes just spend the first two to three minutes to uh, just, in Australia, we have a saying here, chew the fat, which basically just means talk about anything, you know, all the small talk, you know, how's the weather? Um, did you catch the rugby last night? Or, you know, just little things that kind of connect you guys as humans. Um, Less it can be anything. More. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly right. So you spend the first two to three minutes building that rapport. Um, and then I, I feel like your patient after that two to three minutes, your patient eases, eases off and is less tense. Um, because I think patients, when they come see physios, they still get that little bit of anxiety. You know, even for me, if I go and see a doctor, I get like a GP um, for any problems. I get a bit nervous. So I feel like it's only normal for patients to feel slightly nervous with physios as well. So that was my first biggest mistake is I just went, I just rushed in too quickly. I should have started the, the consult more chill and just ask some random questions, connect with them on a, on a human level. And then, then you can use that as a segue and ask them, all right, Bob, so, you know, I'd love to talk to you about cats all day, but let's talk about what, what brought you in here and then go from there. Okay, that is something you guys, everyone who's listening and watching us right now, specifically the aspiring doctors, make a note of it. Okay, Dan, another question for you. That yes. is going to be a very quick round of questions. First question is, three attributes Dan feels should be in a good physical therapist. Three, three attributes, attributes that should be in yeah. a good physio? Yeah, good question. Actually, um, I have a podcast on, for my own too, and um, I actually have an episode on nine uh, traits that a good physio should have. So I'll, I'll share with you the top three that comes to my mind. Um, the first trait I would actually say, um, the first trait I would say is someone who is willing to truly listen. So I don't mean, I don't mean, when I say truly listen, I don't mean just ask a question and then and then wait for them to finish their answer and then quickly go to the next question. If you're a good physio, I believe that you ask them a question of, so what brought you in to see me? And then you listen to their story and you show empathy through listening. Because I, I think if you ask them the, the starting question of what brought you in to see me and you let them talk and you let them finish their story, they actually answer all the questions most of the subjective history for you. You just need to learn how to flesh out the important parts of the history. Um, so uh, for good, a good physio truly listens. Um, so that's the first one. The second attribute I would say is, is a humble physio um, because evidence is always changing. Okay, so how they manage, for example, how they manage a total knee replacement day one post-op is uh, 50 years ago is very different to how they manage it today. So if we were still to manage them the same way we did 50 years ago, our patients would not have very good outcome for a total knee replacement. So you have to be willing to change with the as the evidence comes out. Um, so number two is being humble. I, I often um, tell any students or anyone who asks me that the problem is outside of you. So you don't don't attach yourself with the the problem because then you can start ego can get in the way and if someone tries to um, correct you or give you new evidence if your ego is too high then you you get a bit defensive and you're like no 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 I've done it this way all, all my life this is how I'm going to do it so 
put the problem outside of you and that way it lessens the chance of you to become really defensive so that's the second one be humble and then the third attribute so what did i say a, a good physio really listens a good physio is humble and okay and my third attribute is a good physio will build um will build their colleagues up as well so celebrate the wins if, if one of your yeah. colleagues has has a you know a small win whether it be small or big pat them on the back tell them good job build each other up because i find physiotherapy and i'm not sure what it's like in india but um it can be very draining emotionally um and sometimes physically as well so if you don't support yourself then then you know find support from your colleagues so if, if your colleague does a good job tell them that they did a good job and when we are saying the word community it obviously means teamwork so you guys really should appreciate the wins of others and even yes. empathize with the loses of others so yeah this is top 3 advices of three attributes a physical therapist should hold from then then yes. i would like to introduce you to one of the greatest segments of my show that is to answer the questions my followers and viewers have asked you love it yes you heard it right Let's i do have it. a lot of questions with me which my specifically this physical therapy students have sent in for you so shall i begin with the questions great um, can i just ask where are these students from are they are they indian students yeah they are indian students yeah fantastic yeah let's let's hear them so the first question is from priyanka from madhya pradesh hi priyanka hi Hello. dr anushruti thank you for giving this chance thank you so much priyanka hi dan I am in my final year but my basics of anatomy are still not clear. How do I manage this? Can I clear my basics now? <laughs> Great question. Is that Priyanka or Priyanka? Yeah, it's Priyanka. Priyanka. Great question. Um and that's something that I I struggled with as well. Um did she say she was in her final year of of physical therapy yeah, school? Yeah, she she's in her final yeah. year. Yeah. So Priyanka, I'm 3 years out and I'm still struggling with anatomy. There is so much to cover and um it takes time. It really takes time. A couple of tips from me is to download a app, an app on your smartphone or your iPad. It's called Essential Anatomy 5 and it for me it helped me through uni because it's an app that breaks down the anatomy. You can look at each individual muscles and i know I, i don't know what it was like for you but studying the forearm muscle was an absolute nightmare for me i i remember going to the library spending many many hours drawing on my own forearm i used to walk out of the library looking like like someone crazy <laughs> so download the app and it can help it helped me a lot with my anatomy there's also good books as well like the there's a the book version of the essential anatomy app but i find the books are too heavy to carry around so just just download the app um second tip from me is i'm not sure what it's like for uh, indian physical therapy schools but in australia in our first year of physio studies we had a uh, a lab called the kadava lab or what we call the yeah, wet labs the same you, the you same too? goes away yeah yeah so i don't know about you but i like i'm going to sound like an absolute weirdo saying this but i loved going to those classes for me seeing an entire leg with all the 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 quadriceps the sartorius the the calf muscles seeing them 
right there literally in the flesh and being able to feel touch have a look that that for me was um was priceless so uh, for me, I only had a cadaver exposure in my first year. I wish we could go back in our final year to kind of consolidate the knowledge. I'm not sure if if after you graduate, you can go back. You might have to message or email the uni and, yeah. and get consent. But if you can go back to the cadaver labs, go back and have a look and you know feel what a spine feels like and have a look at what the discs look like because there's so much theoretical knowledge, but practically it's very different. Thank you, Priyanka, for your question. Next, Great we have question. Dr. Akshay from New Delhi. Hi, Dr. Anushruti, how are you? I am fine, Dr. Akshay, how are you? Hi, Chang, greetings from India. Hello. I have just started my clinical journey. I am finding it way difficult than my theoretical studies. What shall I do? Is it normal to feel so? Uh, so the the practical component is much more difficult than the theoretical component. Yeah, yeah. it's a, that's a quite a tough one. Um, for me personally, uh, I think when I went through university, for me practical. To, to simplify was, his question, I would say Dan, yeah. he means that uh, you know he just started his clinical postings. You know he is in the hospital now, clinical. Uh, uh, atmosphere now and what he has studied theoretically in the college in the school med medical mm. school he find it's way difficult and both of them are like dif different boundaries for him so yeah, he is sure. asking is it normal to feel so is it happening with everyone or is he lacking something mm. I, I don't think you're lacking lacking anything man um I, I think it's totally normal to feel out of your depth i mean you come from university and learning all the stuff from a textbook and now you have to go and apply this knowledge onto a real life person real life sick person because yeah. at university you're practicing on each other which is you know mostly healthy healthy legs and and active and fit but now you're applying your knowledge into real people with illnesses in the hospital so i, I don't feel like you're lacking anything i feel like you just have to trust the process um, ask as many questions as you can to your supervisor get to know if you're in the hospital get to know the what we call the multidisciplinary multidisciplinary team so that's the specialists the doctors the nurses one word of advice is be good friends with the nurse because if you can um, get the nurse in your good books then you, you're you're set for life so yeah. uh, don't make enemies with the nurses so yeah the nurses the ot's the speech pathologists the whole team is it's such a valuable time to learn how to work as a team so trust the process you're not lacking anything um, if you feel like you're you're if you feel like you're lacking in a specific area then go home and and do some extra reading on it uh, but don't forget to uh, be nice to yourself. Don't don't beat yourself up. I mean, you're a student. You're not. You're meant to not know stuff. I mean, even as a physio, you're not meant to know everything. So, yeah, don't beat yourself up, man. So don't be harsh on yourself, Doctor Akshay. I hope yes. you had your doubt cleared by Dan. We have Maya from Rajasthan. Uh, hey Dan, I am in my first year and I find anatomy and biomechanics the most difficult subject. How do I start studying? Anatomy and biomechanics. Yes, two very, very confusing. I believe confusing... these two subjects are something, you know, is a nightmare for most of the physical therapy students. Yeah, I, I agree. I think especially for me, I, I love 
anatomy so that wasn't a big issue for me but biomechanics I was never at school I was never really good at um, physics and uh, able to conceptualize in my own brain uh, you know joints and how they roll in and which angle this and that like there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance and a lot of uh, specific detail to biomechanics, which I can understand why it can be so so difficult. Um, with anatomy, is just exposure. I feel like if you were to ask for my advice, I would say you've just got to expose yourself to uh, lots of anatomy. So that's why I said before, download that app. If you have an area in the body that you're not um, good with, then just use that app and look at each individual muscles by itself. With biomechanics, um, uni, again, can only teach you so much. And they, they can't teach you everything in detail. So, But we're very lucky in this day and age that we've got YouTube, we've got online masterclasses, um, I'm part of a, a master, I'm part of a online learning education platform called Learn.Physio. Um, it's it's an Australian based, um, but there's lots of really cool masterclasses on there that covers you know knee away, hip away, lots of sports, return to sports stuff. Um, I don't think there's a lot of biomechanic stuff in there, but definitely there's heaps of content on YouTube um, and on Instagram. Like we, that's how um, Dr. Anishrat sorry anushrati anushrati and myself um that's how we uh, linked up was via instagram and there's so much so much good quality content but there's also a lot of garbage on instagram too so you just got to be careful um what you what you learn and pick and choose definitely definitely uh moving ahead dan what mm-hmm. are the two exercises you would suggest to our geriatric population who's listening and watching us from various parts of the world you know, geriatric population seems to be like similar in every country. So two exercises, you would suggest them to continue to do so and to keep doing to have a a long and healthy life. Great question. Um, And yes, the geriatric population, a lot of people think that exercises is only for the young, fit, healthy population, but actually that's a huge misconception. the World Health Organization uh, recommends that everyone, no matter how old you are, should do uh, at least two days of strength training a week or resistance training a week. That's two days minimum. So definitely the geriatric population needs to do some sort of um, strength training each two, twice a week in order to keep their muscles from um, getting smaller and and getting weaker. So the first exercise, I don't think you can beat the squat or, or sit to stand. So, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're you're most likely you're most likely sitting down maybe. So just take your chair, take it outside and and just go from sitting to standing, sitting to standing and just repeat that a couple of times. For some people just their body weight is enough um to to gain some strength. But if you're thinking, "Oh, I can stand up easy. I can do that 50 times. No problem." Well, then hold some sort of a weight. So if you have uh, anything at home, like a, a few bricks or some textbooks, uh, even a small child, anything, you have to be creative. So you can hold on to some weights, hold it uh, close close to your body, and then you can perform your squats or your sit to stands off your chair. Um, and then that will help to strengthen your, your legs, your thighs, your hamstrings, your hip muscles, and even your lower back as well. So um, I feel like the sit to stand is a very underrated exercise. It's very easy to do um, and anyone can do it if you have legs. 
would you oh, would you agree with that or do you have another exercise in mind i i totally agree with that the another most important exercise if you ask me to give them is walking do not mm. let yourself get in stationary position for a very long time take your grandchildren go for a walk to the park take your grandchildren mm-hmm. take them to the nearest shop give them a candy but let your joints move do you agree dan absolutely absolutely i think because in Aust- sorry you go no no please move ahead yeah Oh, in in Australia, we we are a uh, a nation that's growing in obesity. I'm not sure what it's like in India, um, but in Australia. So just to give you some context, prior to moving to Melbourne, so I'm currently based in Melbourne. Before I moved here, I lived and worked in Tamworth, which is about 12 hours north. Um, but that that little city of about 70,000 people. In the entire Australia, we have the largest uh, percentage of obese people in the entire Australia. 80% are obese. So as as a nation, we're definitely getting larger and getting more and more obese. So walking is one of those exercises. It's, It's free. For goodness sake, it's free. Just, you know, put on some shoes, go outside, soak up some vitamin D. Helps to strengthen your bones as well. And because, you know, I'm I'm Asian, I'm cheap. I don't like to pay for things. So put on your shoes, go outside. It's free sunshine, walking. And also there's so much evidence to show that if you walk, it can, um, I forgot what the term is. I think it's called so- oh, cyclic loading of your spine. Um, and as we know, between the spine, you have your intervertebral discs. Now, a lot of injuries and a lot of uh, pain, there's a big burden around the world with lower back pain. So if you can get that cyclic loading of that joint, motion is lotion, okay? So if you can do that, then um, I think it will reduce, it it probably won't cure obesity, it won't cure pain forever, but at least it will help. So that's my, I agree, walking and squats, two very important exercises. Okay, so all my dear listeners and viewers who have grandparents and older parents at home, make a note of what we just said. Last but not the least, then one tip to give to each and every student listening to us, you know, because this time is really hard for them. They often have this idea that this is never going to end. This is the most difficult period of their life. So one very quick motivational tip for them. Yeah, uh, I often I often remember back in when I was at uni, there were nights in the library I'd study, uh, you know, two three o'clock in the morning, uh, with my friend, and we just look at each other, being like, "Man, do we even want to finish this? This sucks." Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what was it like for you when you went through uni. Exactly same. I can you know I can picture myself in your story. Yeah, exactly. There was just nights where we just wanted to quit, but. But thankfully, we didn't, and and I'm here. I'm, I can be very proud and say I'm here three years out of uni now, and, and I don't regret it one bit. Um, I would say that the, the little one piece of advice or motivation for the students listening to this is that physiotherapy or physical therapy, it's a very, very rewarding profession. Um, I think we have the potential to really change someone's lives, um, and I feel that physiotherapists are among one of the most empathetic professions there are in the world. 
we have the ability to, as I mentioned before, truly listen to someone's problems and try to problem solve with them, like in a collaborative approach. Um, so physiotherapy is extremely rewarding, um, but it can be draining because you are dealing with people and people can be complicated. So be kind to yourself, be humble, uh, but I reckon if you if you stay in it and if you stick with it and if you keep on learning, you're going to be a great clinician and you're going to go to work with a smile and you can you have awesome um, you have awesome resources like this podcast and there's so much out there that you can use and to get some help. So yeah, that's my that's my little piece of advice for students listening. Thank you so much, Dan. I believe this is going to bring a very broad smile on everyone's uh, face. And students listening to us, believe me, this time shall too pass. And you are Absolutely. going to achieve what you are waiting for. Thank you so much, Dan, for joining in and taking time out from your schedule with us. This was such a great and fun talk. And, you know, this is going to be a very big hit because I know all my aspiring <laughs> doctors would be hearing it a lot of times because of because of all the beautiful tips you've just given. Thank you so much. I do believe you enjoyed this. Absolutely. And if you guys want to um, follow me on Instagram, just go on Instagram, follow the Flexing Physio. I think it's called at the Flexing Physio. And, you know, message me, tell me you've listened to this podcast. And if you have any questions, you can let me know. And if I ever come to India, I'll make sure to have a big party with all of you guys. Woo! Definitely. <laughs> we are looking forward to it very, very soon. Well, everyone who's listening and watching to us right now, this is your reminder to straighten your back as usual. Take care, guys. Goodbye. Have a great day. See you again. Bye.